0: Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. You know, starting over is never easy. We're in a series called Starting Over. If you, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast if you missed some of it. But we're in this series called Starting Over. And uh, I, I tell you, I was at the hog game yesterday, and we won. Come on, somebody. Come on. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're rallying right here at the end. Uh, we're going to get about four wins. Uh but but seriously, you know, I was thinking, as I was watching the game, I was thinking of how many times this organization started over. Now you, you probably know this, but there's been 32 head coaches in the, 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 the whole um, college, football and the whole organization, the length of it, 32 head coaches. Now you think about that. 32 times they start over. 32 times. I mean, football hadn't changed that much. Okay, may, maybe you don't hit with the crown in your head, but I, it hadn't really changed that much, but yet here is this organization that has started over and over and over, and I couldn't help but to think that if the Arkansas Razorbacks have to start over a few times, we may have to, too. You know what I'm saying? We may have to go ahead and go, you know what? I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I should be. I feel like there's more in me. I, I need to go ahead and start over. And, and today, I don't know about you, but, but if we were going to be honest, how many of you are people that really you don't like help? I mean, let's just be honest. I know that we should have people help us, but really, you just want to do things your way. You want to do it at your speed, and when everybody begins to put their hands to it, you're just like, you're just like, stop. (laughs) Stop. Stop! Leave, leave me alone. The other day I was on the phone and, and, and driving, and I was on the phone, and my wife was in the passenger seat, and, and I was in the phone working, trying to work the heater and trying to work, and she started crossing over me and hitting the heater, and I was like, stop it, and she was like, uh and I was like... <laughs> and, and so I hung up the phone and I was like this is my airside. you have a number I have a number stay on your side and she just looked at me and said you were struggling and needed some help and I was like and I thought how many times in life are we struggling and we need some help but we don't know it Come on, I can carry one more sack. I can do one more thing. I can paint with this hand, this hand, and my toe. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're think, I can do more, but really, you need some help. You need some help. You know, I think that no matter where you're at today, um, maybe something came along and blindsided you. Maybe something knocked you to your knees this last year. That, that caused you so much pain that it left you breathless. You know, in times, you know, we all live life and, and, and it's very easy for us to forget sometimes how hard life can be. But, oh, church, I want to tell you that I came to speak to someone today because I want you to know that help is closer than you think. It's closer than you think. Help to overcome. Help to start over. Help to become all that God has called you to be. There are 71 days left in this year. 71 days. And here is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we have a church that knows how to start over, to get back up, to continue on. See, here's what the Proverbs chapter 24, 16 says. For the righteous fall seven times. But they rise again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. What does that mean? Is that we, we can tell where our heart is because we're all going to fall. We're all going to stumble. We're all. The other day, it's funny. We were leaving and it was raining, and 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 we're all kind of jogging to the to the to the car, and then my oldest son just begins to fall and roll, <laughs> and he's on in a puddle, and I. And I, the first thing I did was laugh. I, I, I didn't, mean, I mean, I was like, uh, compassion was coming after the, the, the funny moment. It was like, like, what are you doing? He was like, I didn't even mean to do this. And I was like, preach. You know what I mean? Like, 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 sometimes we just, we're in a place we don't want to be, and you're, in, you're wet in a puddle, and like, I, I do not know how I got here. Yeah. But the wicked stay down. Yeah. Yeah. But the righteous get up. Here's what the Bible says. The wicked stay down. Yes. See, because there is no hope. See, I knew I was going to fall. I knew I'd be like my mom, my dad, my uncle, my brother. This is the way my daddy was, the way my mama was. This is the way I'm going to be. I'm just going to stay down. I'm gonna... And that's a wicked because here's why it's wicked. It's because you actually have made God so small that you think he is incapable of helping you back up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Does that make does that, does that make sense? And so as we look at today, over the next two um, Sundays, I want to explain why the Holy Spirit is so important in our lives and that for us to go to the next level of our faith, we have to accept the helper. A helper was given to us and we have to accept the helper or we're not going to be, come on, where God has called us to be. I want to read you this one verse here. Turn to John chapter 14 with me. John chapter 14 and we're going to read just a little bit here. John 14 verse 16 through 18. And here's what it says. Um, First of all I love this. It starts with 15 and, and I didn't even tell them so I'm just going to read 15. If you love me keep my commandments. If you... Love me. Keep my commandments. I know some of you are like, why are you pausing? Because here's the thing. I think that we've grown up a culture that says that God doesn't care, but Jesus cares. If you love me, then, then follow me. Do what I say. Come on. Does that make sense? Come on. How many parents we got in the room? Your kids cannot come up and tell you how much they love you if they don't listen to you. Yeah. Son, go clean your room. Daddy, I love you. Son, go clean your room. Daddy, I, I love you. Son, go clean your room. Daddy, can I just get a hug? Son, go clean your room. Daddy, can I get a little, little kiss on the cheek, little hug, a little... Son, after, boy, you clean your room. <laughs> You hear what I'm saying? And so some of us want to live in a place in church life where we never go clean our room, but we want to hear God tell us how much he loves us. And the truth of the matter is God's love for us does not change, but here's what we're missing. We're living in a mess when our world could be cleaner. We're willfully saying, I would, I, I'm good with just your love, but I don't want my life, I don't want your power, I don't want your direction to really clean up my life. Where life begins to work, <laughs> I'm producing fruit, and I'm growing. Come on, somebody, does this make sense? And I will pray to the Father, this is Jesus, and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Everybody say forever. Forever. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it doesn't see it. Nor knows him. But you will know him. For he dwells with you. But he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I think. The body of Christ as a whole is not stepping into all of the power and freedom that it can be because we're okay with God, we're okay with Jesus, but truthfully, the Holy Spirit Oh, now we're getting weird. I can already feel it. We're getting weird. I mean, it has spirit in it. The Old Testament, I mean, the, the King James Version says, Holy Ghost. Come on. Maybe you grew up with some Holy Ghost. And you were like, listen, let me tell you, uh, this is a Casper weird, mo- this weird, I don't know but ghost. But I, I want to talk a little bit about it because I think it's going to help us today. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, listen to this, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. As we talked this morning about the Holy Spirit, I, I, I can realize and I believe that people have had maybe some bad experiences, but there is much teaching about the Holy Spirit that, 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 that maybe this morning what we can do is begin a conversation That will help us move into what God has called us to do. Because the truth is you cannot have a vibrant, thriving relationship with God without the Holy Spirit beginning to have a place of importance in your life. Many believe today that God has left them. Many people feel like there's little or no hope. Many people feel like that nobody is in their corner helping them, growing them, maturing them. And then so what has happened is we have silenced the voice of the Holy Spirit and we've promoted man as the discipler. And that's why so many people are offended when a leader doesn't do what we thought they would do because they are our only avenue for teaching us. Instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and teach and and, and then this man or woman of God to help us unlock what we've heard, we don't hear, and then we just do this. And the truth is all of us have biases. All of us interpret Scripture, and we're growing out of one mindset into another mindset. We're, 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 we're changing this mind from, from, from uh, uh, thoughts of flesh, thoughts of what makes us feel valued, to God, your thoughts. All of us are working that out. Now, I'll tell you the truth. If you accept the helper in your daily life, it will begin this authentic transformation in your life. Katie and I both grew up in a more charismatic, non-denominational background, and we both were greatly impacted by our church. And I was saved. She was saved. We pursued the Lord uh, as, a, as a child, teenager. Uh, I got saved. I got baptized. I got filled with the Holy Spirit when, when I was in high school. And I, I'll tell you this. Um, we were grateful for our church background. We were grateful for what we were taught. However, in that setting, there was not much teaching on the Holy Spirit and it tended to lend to just emotion. And I didn't understand all that God was wanting to do, and so what the frustrating part for me is that I was in a church believing that God could do great and mighty things, but everyone was still broke. The same cycles were still in them, And so we believed a big God, at least we spoke that, but the application, implementation and what happened is I felt like, and it was, I don't think it was intentional, but we all tried to pursue gifts, but never developed fruit. And so it was gifts, gifts, gifts. Oh, the gifts are important. And the Bible says desire gifts. We should want gifts. I don't want to be a church that feels like if someone gets sick, we can't pray. If someone, I, I don't want a church that doesn't value gifts. But God called the Spirit to help us produce fruit, love, joy, peace. Come on, someone. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. And if we are desiring the mighty move of God at the expense of developing character, come on, that makes you weird. It's true. <laughs> come on, at the end of the day, you may be able to blow on somebody. But if we can't pay our bills, and, our, and, and we're not in the community, and we're not... Come on, somebody. Does this make sense? You understand what I'm saying? And what happens is we we, we, we run toward the gift because that's... Ex- my kids run through a gift. If I have fruit or gifts, which one do my children run to? Come on, somebody. Here is a, a pear. Here is a present. Which one are they running to? Oh! is a gift. Eat fruit? What are you talking about? Ugh. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so I think it is both. we not, It's not like we don't care about gifts. We care about them. But we're developing and we're eating and we're developing fruit because here's the deal. They will know us by our love. That's right. Come on, is this good? Yes. As we grew up, you know, and there are two type of spectrums and it's difficult to have a church that i feel like is biblically balanced and grounded. And I want to walk through. I'm just going to be transparent with you guys on, on what we think and where we're at. I'm, there's some people who grew up in church and they have more of a charismatic background. And, and they feel like, man, church is good when, you know, people get saved, healed, demons cast out. People are, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we run in the aisles. People speaking in the talk. Man, that, that is, now I'm telling you, that's church. Okay, but they failed to realize back in the day, those church services were like five hours long. You know what I'm saying? Those churches were five hours long, and we felt like we had to move people from Genesis to Revelations in every service. Okay? If we didn't get it all done in one service, we didn't have service. Okay? Listen, the truth of the matter is, I don't feel like that's a model to grow people. That is a model for spiritual people to want to be around spiritual people, it's churchy. I don't deny any of it, but the other side of the spectrum is this. The other side of the spectrum is this, where we come to church and we want it controlled and comfortable. We want to know every expectation and we want to know everything that's going to happen. Because ultimately, I'm not really wanting the Holy Spirit to do a transformational work in my heart. I want to feel comfortable. Like where in the Bible is comfortable? <laughs> like like which, which man of God was comfortable? Which woman of God was comfortable? I mean, you think about, you know, Ruth. You think about Esther. You think about, you know, uh, Peter, Paul. You think about these, like none of them were comfortable. And so the goal is obviously we want visitors to feel comfortable in our church. Obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about as a state of mind, right, yeah. if we seek a only comfort, then here's the deal. In, in, in that church, we have now made allowances for not moving forward in the things of God. And God wants us to move, come on, forward, forward. There is more to this church than moral teaching. There's more to this church than moral teaching. And I believe our church and we will be a church that we are disciplined, we are grounded, and we are well organized. Well, I just don't know about the church. I just I just have a problem with the church. You know, it's just organized. It's just organized. Just a business. It's just organized. Well, you 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 haven't read Acts you haven't read Acts, and that's okay, but, but it's crazy for people to have an opinion when they just haven't read, and you think you know something you don't know. Because in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter, Acts chapter 1, 2, Paul, I mean Peter, began to preach And 3,000 people got saved. I don't know if you know that. 3,000 people got saved, started coming to the church. And if you read chapter 4, it says, and they multiplied. Five, and they multiplied. But guess what? In chapter 6, it says they were grumbling of complaining. (laughs) Now, that sounds like church. Listen. (laughs) It says it was grumbling and complaining. Why? Because the people were mad that the disciples were no longer feeding so they had the customary uh, job of every week, once a week, they would disciples would go and feed people once a week, and they got so busy with preaching, counseling, teaching, dividing the word that they weren't going to feed people. And so the whole congregation got mad and said, man, where's all at? Yeah. Oh, okay, you've changed. <laughs> oh, okay, you're, you're, you're too good for us now? You can't come feed? No, come on. You know oh, I see, I see. You know, it, it, you were doing baptisms when, you know, we were under 100 people, but now, mm, pastor can't get wet. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the disciples came to the crowd, congregation, they sat before the elders and they said, listen, we need you to find feeders. We need you to find feeders. So they picked eight men to begin to feed so the ministry could continue. And here's what they said. We're going to go pray and we're going to rightly divide the word. And here's what you need to know about this church. We're always going to be finding feeders. Always. You, this may be your first time at church, but in a year from now, you may be a feeder. You know what? In six months from now, you may be a feeder. You never know, because here's the deal. We don't believe that this is a one-man show, and we don't believe. Listen, there's a lot of people that make this thing run. Right. And so, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because the Holy Spirit and the, him the, giving Him the entrance and access to your life begins to... Refirm and confirm the things that God is speaking into you. As we talk today, this is not a church where it's just comfortable. We don't want you to be comfortable. In fact, one day I want you to come in and you're about to ru- drive the car off the cliff and you come in and you're like, "God loves me." I feel encouraged. I feel motivated. I feel like God loves me. He uh, sees me. Yes. And then, but, 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 but 90% of the time, I want you to feel a little challenged. Challenged. You know what? Where it's like, whoo, oh, man, did, was he in our talk conversation last night? Whoo, you, know, did, did you texting the pastor? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I, 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 I want, because the Holy Spirit knows, come on, right. what you need. I believe doctrine without experience leads to just information. Can I tell you something? I knew, I knew the first time I saw my wife that she was gonna be my wife. I knew it. You know what I'm saying? I knew when I saw her, we were in hot springs, I was running sound, I looked back, she was with her mom, they were checking out this car. I looked back and I was like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I knew. <laughs> I knew, but, but, but here's the thing is knowing wasn't enough. I needed to experience, come on somebody. I need to experience something. I needed there to be a little, you know what I'm saying? Boys to men. I needed there to be a little bit of, ooh, ah, I needed there to be a little something there. I knew she was quality. You hear what I'm saying? But I needed a little bit of, I think a lot of times, check this out, is I think there's a lot of times that we know God. Listen to what I'm saying. We we, we know God, and we know that God's good, and we know informationally, but there's not been any experience. And so we don't break in his presence. We don't humble ourselves. The Holy Spirit is not active in our life. And so you hear what I'm saying? And for us, God sent the Holy Spirit so that it would change every part of our life. At the house, we have a deep and shallow end. We have a shallow end because we do want people, to the lost and the broken and the hurting, to come in and not feel like they have to have a year full of church to get what we're doing. I don't want to be churchy. I'm just telling you right now, I do not want to be churchy. I want... I want an atheist to be able to walk in. I want, you know, I, I want the broken. I want someone dealing with homosexuality. Well, I, want, I want people coming in. Listen to what I'm saying. I want people coming in feeling like I can be welcomed here even if I'm not an insider. I can be welcomed here. And so here's the thing. There's a shallow end. That's why we run the services the way we do. But there's also a deep end, and we believe in freedom, and we believe in gifts, and we believe that God wants to use you and stir you, and we believe that you can lay your hands on people, and we believe that you can pray. We believe that things can happen. Does that make sense? And so we're growing, because here's the truth of the matter is, we're not like where we were 40 years ago. 40 years ago, church was for church people. It was. 40 years ago, you went to church, and maybe one or two people got saved, but church was for church people. Now, we have a bunch of skeptics that have run away from the church, and now they find themselves deciding to come back on a Sunday morning. And so that's why we have the welcome. That's why we we want people to be a part of the team. That's why we explain everything. I know you're thinking, why do y'all still have these cards out? Everybody signed them. Like, everybody has already done this. Why does Stephen or the worship leader say, hey, this is a biblical... T- we know it. Duh. We've been here. It ain't for you. It's not for you. If you're here, we expect you to already be doing it. We don't expect you to be going, huh, okay. We, 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 we expect you to already be there. It's for the ones that are coming in. We aren't teaching religion here. We're teaching relationship. Right. I don't want to be a culture where everyone walks in the door. and or, Listen, because I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. But I don't want to be a culture where everybody walks in. Do you, Do you have it? 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 Come on. I remember what it was like 30, 40 years ago. How many of y'all, you know what I'm talking about? Listen. Listen. That's not. We're going to grow people into maturity. We're going to grow people into it. Jesus did not say to the disciples, Hey, guys, y'all want to come follow me? I'm going to die. It's going to be terrible, and you are too. He didn't lead with that. Jesus didn't lead with that. He led with, Come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Huh, sounds good. Okay. And then three years later, they're like, Whoa, you're leaving Sometimes, if we're not careful, we will build a culture of church for church people, and it's everything that we want instead of, listen, I'm here for somebody else. I'm here for someone else, and yes, God may be speaking to me, and yes, God may. I may be in a season where I need a word or I need something, but the truth of the matter is Jesus knew that there is more to this story, and if you walk with me, I'll teach you. That's what this church is about. The Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. Let's just unpack this a little bit. John chapter, 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 says this. For there are three that bear the record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. You may have a Bible where it says blood, spirit, water. Uh, I know NIV, NSU, th- th- there's different uh, words. But here's what, it, here's what I want to break it down. God is our heavenly father, and he is the giver of all things. Jesus is the son of God, the word, and the only way to the father. The Holy Spirit's function is the teacher who reveals all truth and gives us power to live, come on, the Christian life. If yours says, water, blood, spirit, obviously the spirit part there is uh, God. The water part there is the Holy Spirit and the blood is Jesus. You can lo- you know, I don't have time to turn there, but you can turn to John chapter 7, verse 37 and th- 39, and it talks about living water and it talks about the Holy Spirit. Now here's the thing. this is hard for a lot of people to understand. I'm three and one, I don't get it. Well, I am a father. I am a husband, and I am a son. All three have different functions, but I'm still the same person. Does that make sense? God has a plan. Jesus does the plan. The Holy Spirit reveals the plan to us. That's how it works. Very simple. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time so you can write this down. Because a lot of people, do I pray to God? Do I pray to Jesus? Who am I talking to? The Holy Spirit? I don't know who I'm talking to. Okay. God has the plan. Jesus does the plan. The Holy Spirit reveals the plan to us. That's what he does. Listen, as we talk about this, why do we need to teach the Holy Spirit? Because there's been so much taught against it. Think about this. All in the Old Testament, they didn't believe God. All in the New Testament, they didn't believe Jesus. And now, we don't believe the Holy Spirit. Well, who, who are you? I am sent me. Well, who's that? We don't, I don't, God, Jehovah? God? What? We there is no Jehovah. You mean Jesus? Well, you, you, obviously, you mean Moses? No, 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 no. I am of my Father and I am the way and I'm the, what? There's, God, there's no Jesus. You're not the Son. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Crazy. And now we don't have a problem with God, we don't have a problem with Jesus, but we have a problem with the Holy Spirit. There has been this cycle all through the Old and New Testament. And the cycle has been, because the Holy Spirit has been around since the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. And the Spirit of God hovered over the water. The Holy Spirit has been here from the beginning. And you can see this pattern in Scripture. There is regeneration, rebirth. God was into rebirth. There was indwelling where, where, where in the Old Testament you saw uh, the Spirit of God come on David. You saw the Spirit of God come on Samson. You saw the Spirit of God. Y- y- if you read the Old Testament, you would, there would be these moments where the Spirit of God came on them and they were able to do something. They had power. Come on, does that make sense? To do something. Then we see restraint. Restraint. Where because of something they did, the Holy Spirit left. Because of something, it didn't stay with man, but he left based on the condition of man's heart and his faithfulness. But then there was this forgiveness and empowerment that came again. Now for us, there are four benefits to accepting the helper Because when Jesus paid the debt of sin, he gave us the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't just selective, it was, now I have paid the debt of sin and death, and now you can hold something holy. You understand what I'm saying? The reason the Holy Spirit could not be on every person is because that we all have a sin nature. Does that make sense? And because of that sin nature, God had to elect men and women. Samson was elected. Don't cut his hair. Don't do, don't do, don't do. Okay, and because of all of that, I will put my spirit on. Does that make sense? Now that Jesus came and helped us be the atonement for our sin, when, we, when God looks at us, he looks at us through Jesus. So we are cleansed. So the Holy Spirit can inhabit that place. The Holy Spirit can be there in that place. And we don't have to. We lose him, we lose him, we lose him, we lose him. Four benefits to accepting the Holy Spirit or accepting the Helper. The first one is this I'm gonna, I have four, I'm going to give you two, and then we'll do the next two next week. The first is he convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. I know that it's 2018 and nobody wants to talk about sin. Sin is subjective. No, here's the truth. Sin will hurt you. Sin will hurt you. It leads to death. And let me just tell you this. It is easy for us, if we're not careful... To engage in sin, but the Holy Spirit begins to convict us, challenge us, bring to light. Hey, do we need to be watching? Do we need to act like that? Not because we're under the law, but because God wants us to be and walk in freedom. Sin produces bondage, guilt, shame. People begin to start sinning, and then they leave friendships, they leave relationships, they leave commitments, they, they bail. Well, why did you leave? Oh, I didn't want anybody judging me. Okay, reverse that. You didn't want anybody knowing you. Wow. And we didn't want any accountability. Come on. And we didn't want anybody to say anything because we know that we are right in our own eyes. And that's what the Bible says that we'll do every time. Every time. I'm not saying there aren't reasons for the things that we do, but, but wouldn't it be awesome to have the Holy Spirit and, and us begin to work on listening to his voice so that when we're going into a conversation, we're not manipulated. That when we're going into a friendship, that we're going into this, that God begins to speak to us and that little, still, small voice begins to... Listen, God is not going to sound... The Holy Spirit's not going to sound like Mufasa from The Lion King. Zimba. It's going to be very quiet. And you're going to have to learn the discipline of listening to the Holy Spirit so that he can help you avoid compromise. Here's what I want to tell you. Compromise always stops the movement of God in your life. God will never leave you or forsake you. But what happens is when we allow compromise to come into our life, when we begin to sin, to stay prevalent in our lives then we begin to lose the power. We begin to be in bondage. Come on, trapped, praying for a way out. The Holy Spirit teaches us what God wants. We don't know what God wants, but the Holy Spirit knows what God wants because the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. The Holy Spirit helps us understand the Word. The Holy Spirit helps us know God. And, 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 and here's the thing. The Holy Spirit helps us be intentional about the presence of God in our life. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I'm, I'm almost done here. Therefore, Romans 12:1. Therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God... That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God is. Here's the deal. The Holy Spirit has come to help you live the life. Well, I can't break this addiction. I've tried to stop. And I'm not making fun of anybody here. I, I have been there. Katie has been there. But here's the thing, is that when we deny the power of the Holy Spirit, then we think that we can do it in and of ourselves. And I'm telling you, you cannot break strongholds in and of yourself. You need a helper. You need a helper. You need a helper. He convicts us of our sin. Your body is about feeling. Your soul is about reason. Your spirit is about conscience. And the Holy Spirit wants to come. And and Paul said, I beat my body daily that I may win Christ. In other words, I don't go by how I feel. I listen to that still, small voice. Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do in this situation with my kids? Holy Spirit, how do you want me to respond to my wife? Holy Spirit, how do you want me to respond to my employer? Because I want to Jackie Chan, that dude, right now up in the fountain. I want to like drop kick him. How do I deal with that intern? How do I deal with that? How do I do this? And the word comes up. And the word will directly be opposite than your flesh. The second thing is He leads us into freedom. The Holy Spirit leads us into freedom. Romans 8, 5 and 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh, their mind is set on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for don't be carnally minded. Look at this. Carnally minded is death, but be spiritually minded that is life and peace. Here's what The Bible was not written to those that didn't know God. The Bible was written to the church. The Bible was written to believers. And so Paul is saying, hey, hey. You can be saved and live two different ways. You can live according to your flesh. You can be addicted and broken. And, and come on, come on. Does that make sense? or you can live according to the spirit. I want to show you one image. Because I feel like this is what our life is and we're talking about starting over and I don't have time to go through all this. This is something that we're doing in our freedom class. But here's what I want you to see is the enemy wants destruction. God wants freedom. A lot of times people don't understand when you hear spiritual terms like oppression, what does that mean? Here's the deal. The enemy wants to squeeze your life out of you. And he is hoping that you sin and shame and that you reason. And so this is like that bar in the middle goes up and down based on Am I am I listening to the Holy Spirit? Come on, or I listening to my flesh. Am I responding? Am I telling everybody, this is what I think. I'm gonna tell you how I feel right now. I'm, you know, I'm fixing to give you exactly what I think. And so what happens is the enemy's plan begins to oppress you. And what I have seen is when we stay ignorant and act like this sin ain't gonna bother us. We forfeit our purpose. We begin to believe lies. And ultimately, we hurt people. That's what will happen. But if you say, okay, Holy Spirit, begin to help me. I I receive your Holy Spirit. Then what happens is we begin to uh, walk in understanding. We begin to implement what he tells us. We begin to believe even though we don't feel like it and we can't see it. And here's what happens after that is we begin to teach other people the victory that God has given us. And here's the deal, it's freedom. And so that bar-am, that, that, that pressure just goes up and we are free. We are free. And I am talking about the Holy Spirit for the next two weeks because I want to see our people come into the power that has been given to them and not make it weird but here's the thing is that, is that for us to go where we're going to go we have to believe that we are supernatural power to live this life yeah. Yeah. come on everywhere you look there's a commercial you have to turn your eye from. There's, co- there's corporations and business and, and lies and, and manipulation and lack of integrity. There, it's all around us. and here's the deal. If you're going to walk this life, you're going to need some holy Spirit, come on, power in you to live above and be have an excellent spirit like Daniel. and come on, that's what we want to be. You will never be perfect, but you can turn your ear to listen. To the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden he will begin to speak to you and he will tell you things and he will help you navigate this life. Does that make sense? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the connect tab of the house church app. We hope you have a great week.